Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. So 29th and Highland this week on Urban Spelunking. This is in the Concordia neighborhood. So we're talking specifically about the Gettleman Mansion. This is on 29th and Highland. A beautiful 1901 mansion built by, not Gettleman, a guy named Starkey. Starkey, which is interesting because, you know, the um, it's called the Gettleman Mansion and a Gettleman did live there for a while. But this guy Starkey built it. And he's kind of getting robbed. He doesn't. Why isn't it the Starkey Mansion? Right? <laughs> right. Um, Gettleman has a little bit better ring to it. Gotta say, it does. And it was dubbed the Gettleman Mansion in the '90s by a law firm was occupied had bought the building and had its offices in there. And they're the ones who sort of pushed this Gettleman connection. And call, it wasn't called the Gettleman Mansion until they started to call it that. So that's the new trendy name, the Gettleman Mansion. Yeah, because I think they probably wanted to be in a place that had some sort of name recognition and Gettleman, of course, was a, a huge presence on the brewing scene in Milwaukee mm-hmm. from the 19th century up until even after it was bought by Miller around 1960. So obviously the, you know, not Gettleman. Right, Starkey. So, so Starkey. Starkey? What did he do? How Starkey. Did he, why German, did he get a mansion? German immigrant came to uh, Milwaukee with his five brothers and started all these different kind of countries. They had like a bridge building company, um, all kinds of, they had just their hands in all sorts of interesting businesses. Multi-business owner. Yeah. Um, and at one point in the 1890s, he was an alderman for a while. Oh, okay. Um, he was offered a seat on the board of school commissioners. Um, so he had prestige. He was obviously respected enough that, you know, that he could get elected and get offered these positions. And he had the kind of money <laughs> that you would have to have to hire a guy like Carl Barkhausen to design a house like this for you. Which cost fifteen thousand dollars in nineteen oh one, which I can't tell you off the top of my head how much that is in today's dollars, but I guarantee you it's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, uh, they were building schools for less than that. Yeah, like twenty five. Right? You could build like a school like Maryland Avenue School for twenty five thousand dollars. Right. So this um, this mansion had a fire in two thousand one, which is a, a shame, obviously, uh, because the the upper floors were pretty badly damaged, but the lower levels are still really gorgeous. And yeah, all these beautiful. Details still remain. In fact, there's a couple now, the Carters, who have moved in and taking over the project of renovating the space and trying to restore it as much as possible. Yeah, and it's a big deal because, I mean, it's a it's a lot of work for them because they have two very young children. Um, the husband, Brad, has woodworking skills. So oh. he's been doing a lot of that. Okay. Like what he can do himself, he's been doing himself, which has been very helpful. So they're uh, renovating it. Now we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Mm-hmm. Um, we should also talk about this frat that moved in. We in should talk about this frat. Actually, let's let's just quickly say that uh, so Starkey built this place, and uh, on the gable, there's an interesting um, little motif up there that Brad pointed out to me, and it's uh, a six-pointed star with a key in the middle. Which hmm. at first they were trying to figure out what does this mean, you know? Because yeah, well, like it's a six-pointed star, like a brewer's star, so you think maybe that's a Gettleman connection, but okay. Gettleman didn't build it, right? Um, and then he thought, wait, star, key, star key, whoa! <laughs> I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Both know, of our minds did the same blow. thing at the same time, <laughs> and I was like. Whoa, that is cool. Because I, because up until that point, I assumed his name was pronounced Stark. Right. Yeah. Um, but I was like, wait a second, that's got to be it. That's totally it, right? That's um, brilliant. I that's love brilliant. that. Yeah. Um, so Starkey lives there with his wife and his, raises his kids there. Um, and then when he dies, his widow continues living there and their daughter and her husband and, and family move in. And the daughter's husband is Gettleman. 
Oh, so, that's so he's the son of the founder of the Gettleman Brewery, and then by then he's like taking over. He'd been a, an assistant brewmaster, and by then he had taken over the brewery. Um, so that's where the Gettleman connection comes in. We'd be remiss if we did not say that. And then in uh, around 1930 or so, they move to the Highlands okay. and they take uh, mom along with them, uh, and they sell the house in 1931, and they sold it to a Marquette engineering frat called the Triangle. I love the original name that this frat was established uh, I'm under. I'm going to give you the pleasure of saying uh, that one. I believe it was the Knights of the Slide Rule. Yes. The Knights of the Slide Rule. That's 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 great. I that's love that. pretty great, isn't it? I, why would you change that name? So this frat moves in in 1931, and it's there for like 60 years. They stayed for 61 years. Wow. Which was sort of a boon in a way because they really did, they took good care of it. So they really maintained it. Um, they did change a few things. Like upstairs, they created sort of like a big group shower bathroom area like you would have in sort of a building that has a ton of people in it rather than having just one little bathroom that everybody has to share. Um, so they're having to kind of undo a few things like that now, but they kept it in really good shape. So all of the surviving uh, ornament and detail on the first floor and out on the exterior is there because they this frat had taken such good care of it. Wow. So the 2001 fire was not the frat's It was fault. not under their purview, no. Okay. It wasn't like uh, I don't know, mischief like frat. No, no, no. Right, you immediately fire. think like if it's a frat, like it seems almost counterintuitive that a frat took really good care of it for right, yeah. years because you think of a frat as you know you think of Animal House, right? But, <laughs> right, I, that's exactly what. But I think Animal of. House, let's just be clear, we're not the knights of the slide rule because <laughs> you got to figure these guys are doing all kinds of uh, you know slide ruling to figure out whether it makes sense to do it. That's the right. right way or not. Very measured, you yes. know. <laughs> Well, in the next section here, we're going to talk more about the, the Carters and the work to restore this beautiful mansion in the Concordia neighborhood. That's next on Urban Spelunking. 88.9's new podcast series, Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back on Urban Spelunking in the Concordia neighborhood, 29th and Highland at the Gettleman Mansion. Again, uh, we mentioned this is a 1901 mansion, beautifully restored on the lower level. Uh, there was a fire in 2001, so there's some work to uh, get it as fixed up as possible, although so many of the original details are lost, unfortunately. It's currently owned by a family, um, a couple called the Carters, correct? Mm-hmm. Came um, up from Chicago. So what's yeah. what's their story? So they came up from Chicago uh, for a job, and they uh, now live there with their kids and their various pets, uh, and they clearly are, are in love with this house. I mean, they, they have a, an Instagram account for the house. Oh, really? Yeah, that they sort of keep people up to date on what they're doing and, and that. Um, and they're working hard to restore the, you know, the, the first floor and the outside are where all the sort of original stuff is. Um, and they're working hard to to sort of bring that back to, to where it was and to clean it up and fix it up. And it looks incredible when you walk in. It's just incredible. It's got these incredible uh, inlaid, Hardwood floors using different color woods. Mm-hmm. Um, just beautiful millwork around the fireplaces we talked about. There's a, a, a great old sort of majestic looking dark wood staircase uh, and sort of where it bends around, there's a, a bench, a little nook where you can sit on this bench and the bench has a, 
an unusual spider in a web motif on it. Like a wood carving, right? Yeah, it's like carved right into the bench. I can't say we've ever come across anything like that. No, in our no. Spelunkings. No, and there's interesting like wooden nooks and cabinets and stuff and things. It's just really you can tell that when they built it, they didn't spare a whole lot of expense on it. Um, the kitchen had been altered by the um, by the frat, I think, and also by the uh, law firm that had been there uh, for a long time. So they've gutted the kitchen, which wasn't original anyway, and they're they're fixing that up for their own use. But the upper floors were the ones that were damaged by fire, and so there really is nothing up there of sort of any architectural interest. Um, so they're just sort of fixing that up to how they would want it to be for their family use. Um, I guess if, if there's any bright side to the fire, it's that it was upstairs instead of downstairs, where when you go to these mansions, all of the most beautiful stuff tends to be on the first floor because that's what visitors and guests which sure, the yeah. people you want to impress Makes <laughs> I'm going to see that stuff Makes sense. I mean upstairs there were probably nice moldings and things like that but it probably was not nearly as beautiful as the first floor so luckily the first floor survived so all that you actually talked to the Carters right yeah Brad yeah, okay. showed me around and the kids I, I, I just kind of wonder about the like the personality type the kind of people that that take on a project like this I'd imagine it takes a certain amount of grit and courage and just like really diving does. into it you know and I think you have to be willing to live with um, interesting around the time I was doing this I did another story for on Milwaukee about fixer-uppers yeah. like, buy, like buying a fixer-upper and the one thing I got from sort of talking to the Carters and the people I talked to for that story was that you have to be willing to you have to be able to see the end before you're anywhere near it yeah. first of all because you have to be, and you also have to be willing to kind of just almost be camping in your own house. You know what I mean? They're li- I mean, they have a kitchen that has a, I mean, it has a working stove and a fridge and stuff, but you wouldn't want this to be your kitchen for any length of time because it's all torn up, you know? And, um, but you have to be willing to live with that for a while because you can see what's coming and, right. and it's worth it to you yeah, to I always, do that. So they're, they're living in, you know, he apologized for the mess, but like he didn't have to do that because it's clear they're, they're working at it, you know? Um, but you have to be willing to live like that for a while. Yeah, I you, you you watch like shows on HGTV, you know these renovation shows, and they show these husband wife duos and people going into these big projects, and they, they make it look so effortless and harmonious and you mm-hmm. know like idealistic and and on those shows they're typically not living in the house while they're renovating. Right, whereas yeah. these guys are not only living in the house, but they have two really little kids, and they have a couple of pets. You know, it's a they're living the life we're all living, but in this sort of unsettled environment. Yeah. Because, like I said, they know what's coming at the end and it's worth it to them. But also, they are able to do a lot of the work themselves because Brad has woodworking skills. Um, so they're not having to kind of farm out everything, which could be cost prohibitive for a lot of people. Um, and above all, you can tell just from, I mean, you can tell from their Instagram account, but also just from talking to Brad and even to the kids, the kids kind of get it too. Like they appreciate that they're in this like stunningly beautiful house that they probably could never have imagined living in until they did. Especially if they're from Chicago, you know, you talk about the. Oh yeah, I'm sure difference. what they paid for this house wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't buy them a fraction of that in Chicago. Right. So it's uh, they appreciate that and they appreciate the history of the house and the, the fact that they're the fifth owners ever of this this place and they take that seriously. Well, go see the pictures, some really, really beautiful, uh, as we mentioned, details that you just don't see in houses anymore. You know, this is like authentic. You're going to laugh at me, but I'm going to say it's ornate. It is ornate. That's right. Well, podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab. With support from On Milwaukee and your membership, 
Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and all of 889's podcasts, including our new podcast, Backspin, the search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song. You can find all of our podcasts in one spot, radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast. So I'm Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>